as here we are with our WPIAL football and city league week five preview. As of course, by the time you guys listen to this, sometime early on Friday, the Thursday night city league matchup is already in the books. As West Hans defeats Perry 36-0. So anyways, let's just talk about what's on slate for the upcoming week in the Whippeal. So, of course, week five of the shortened seven-week regular season. The stakes are highs. It's a stretch run already, guys. As we are in October, it's go time. So, as for standings, stats, and everything else, check our website out, cover3athletics.wixsite.com slash westpa, and it's cover, the number three athletics, in our address. Follow us on Twitter at cover3 underscore ATH, and it's capital C and cover number three, underscore in all caps, ATH. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. So, Classic A, Canamac versus Seneca Valley. Central Catholic takes on my Lebanon. Norwin versus North Allegheny. And Baldwin versus Hemfield. Here's the rundown. Baldwin and Hemfield, who can bounce back? The Spartans, since the week one win, just not look competitive at all. Baldwin had the two-week layoff. They also have a lot of their plates still to go with with having to make up games and not being sure what that looks like as everyone around the Whitfield is kind of waiting for a distinct decision on the procedure. But then they had, but then they had to kind of flounder over performance house week against Norwin. They're home. Can Baldwin write the script and kind of shake off the cobwebs? Loser of this game is out of the playoffs. The winner is still, still is like to try to be in the top four and get in. And I'm talking more so, in Bowen's perspective, who does have more games left from momentum, because if you lose this game to a struggling Hemfield team, I don't know how you rebound from that with who you have left on your schedule. So you got to get this one for momentum, for confidence, and to get that most important second victory at this point. Norwin, North Allegheny, if the Knights ever needed a script coming into this game, they had it with a big win last week behind Nick Fleming. They're at home. They have to get this one. Is you know losing your first field do it to you? I mean, Norwin, they do like to run the ball. They do have a dual-threat quarterback. They have playmakers. But North Allegheny is North Allegheny. They got the defense. They got the ground attack. And that's just what they've used for all these years under Art Walker. I don't see it changing for tomorrow. I don't see it losing effectiveness. I think any goes on the road, wins this one comfortably. But Norwin has been pesky. Be careful if you're the Tigers. Central Catholic versus Mount Lebanon. Crazy that... Malemon, it's been 20 years since a Whippeal title. Bob Palco, year number two. This Blue Devil team has struggled through the first couple weeks, through the first half of the season. They're on the road and out of Wilkinsburg, the Red Man and Graham Field. Vikings looked amazing last week in a bounce back game at Seneca Valley. Everything points to such a kind of lane this one handedly. But, you know, but Palco Magic. This is the time that it tends to strike. I'm going to pick Central Catholic to win and win by a couple touchdowns. I think they're the better team in all three phases, and they're playing much better football. But if there's ever a time for Palco Magic to make an impact, it would be tomorrow. But I'm going Vikings. And then the biggest game in 6A, Kane and Mac, Senka Valley, two teams who were who believe they were playoff contenders coming into the year, have shown the ability to be in the top four and get in. If playoffs started today – they would be the, they would be the other two getting in along with the Vikings and Tigers. This is a huge game for momentum, for confidence, 
but also that all-important head-to-head between two teams fighting it out for seeding. Big Macs have Ryan Angut, who's very underrated, but you know, but in a deep running back class, it's going to be the case. But he's very talented. Can the Max be gaining a gel? And you're kind of excited to see what they can do. It's kind of maybe new players to the scene. Seneca Valley, you know, he, th- he thought they'd be more competitive last week. The Ethan West injury definitely threw a wrench on the, on offense. But that offense just looked inept against a really good Viking defense. So you wonder how healthy West is and if he's able to go and, and how much. And you look and you look at Seneca Valley, you feel like they're no definitely no pun intended here. But they're limping into this matchup on the road against a hungry and motivated and kind of rolling cane and Mac team. I like the Big Macs to win this game and to win it by at least 10 points. I just think they're the better team I know. I think Angan has a big night. And I just think Cam Mac's doing a little bit more things right than Seneca Valley is at the moment. <clears throat> Class 5A. And we got and literally have a full weekend slate in what's the deepest class in the Whippeal and in the state. Um... Looking at tomorrow night's agenda in the Allen 86, Upper St. Clair, West Day, Bethel Park versus South Fayette. The USC-USA game is very interesting. Because West Day, they have a younger team, a team that's, you know, that, that again, they were finalists in 2018 and lost to Penn Hills. Last year was an uncharacteristically rough 3-1 season. This year, expectations really weren't there. They've had three head coaches in less than two years. And Gavin Miller and a young crew, Paul Noonan, who's the elder statesman now, one of the seniors that, that leads them, going on the road. And, again, in a situation where eight teams make the playoffs, top two guaranteed, third place can vie for one of the two wildcard spots. Fourth place does not cut it. <clears throat> and if you're West Day, you have opportunities starting this week to make a surprise run towards the playoffs. and has to start here against the USC team that's you've been up and down a little bit. The defense, and they got gouged for 44 against Latrobe. They, they lose to Peters Township. The offense has struggled against Peters, against Pyrichland, <clears throat> as well as the defense, you know, in that game too. USC's loaded with talent, but when are they going to have that overall dominant performance when you see down on the offense, light up the scoreboard, and have, and have efficient drive after drive? When are you going to see the defense be locked down like we expect them to be? West Day has shown a little bit of that. Again, it's not as tough competition, but they still have shown it. So I'm going to say Upper St. Clair wins in home. I expect kind of a low-scoring, bizarre, like, 1917 game here that's going to come down to the wire. Could be, again, one of the top three games of the week as this conference just produced them week after week. Bethel Park, South Fayette, Blackhawks, two youngest from the Lions. Strong performance last week. I like them on the road and to continue to build back up. And week seven, folks, USC, South Fayette will definitely have playoff implications. So hopefully things lead up to it. <clears throat> Going to the Big East Conference, Woody High takes on Franklin Regional, Conswell versus Latrobe. I like the Wildcats to win that one in Conswell. They've had an extra week to prepare and kind of stare at the matchup. I mean, they're coming off a really good outing. That was a losing effort, but very impressive. I think they have something with the Carnes kid at quarterback. Conswell just can't get the defense figured out. Latrobe's going to win. This one could be another high-scoring game for them. Woody High, Franklin Regional. The Panthers, probably the Whippeals' least sexiest team. But it's because of that they don't get the credit they deserve. Strong defense, nothing flashy on offense. And they're, and they're competitive every year under Frank Vada. 
Woody Howe's had a huge turnaround to this point. How did they respond after a setback last week against a really good Ben Trafford team? I'm saying back in the Wolverine, hungry to get back out there and get that fourth win. I like Woodland Hills at home. I think I think they just have too much explosiveness on offense, and I don't act, their defense is underrated. I do like them to win, but don't be surprised though if this was again a low-scoring game that comes down to the fourth quarter. But, but also the lower the scoring it is, the more it favors Franklin Rangeville. And then in, in in the Northeastern Conference, North Hills and Penn Hills, and this is a huge game because second place is at stake, third place is at stake. And the playoff chances for the next two we're going to talk about also ride in the balance here. Penn Hills coming off a, just a frustrating loss to PR on Saturday. North Hills the exact opposite after Robert Dickerson broke out and just dominated. And they rode over Kiski last week. It's in North Hills. You're going to have the Rowdy Rooters still because they're up on that hill outside the stadium, so you don't have to worry about the COVID restrictions. You have a freshman quarterback coming into what's going to be somewhat of a hostile road environment. And Penos, you just haven't seen complete offense yet. I do think Penos is the best couple of players on the field in Noel Roach, Dante Pollard, Derek Topic. I do think, and there's a little some of those linemen too. So I do think it's because of that Penos finds a way to pull this game out and win. But for a North Hills program that has, you know, tasted the highs and been on top of the Whitfield. In the, in the history books, but in the last 10 or 15 years, it's just kind of been mediocre. This could be a game that kind of gets them back kind of towards the top in, in, in uh, contention and maybe a series top contender, depending on what they do the next couple of weeks. Fox Chapel host Kiski area. This is a knockout game. Fox Chapel coming off a good game. Justin Rice, who's had a solid first four games, leads them. Oh, it's been a high-powered offense at times. Kiske, does Kenny Blake play? How's that ankle? Because without him, that offense really has not shown much. So this game could be a sloppy game. It could be a shootout. I don't know what to expect, but I'm going to say this. I don't know if Blake's playing, and if he is, I don't know how strength, how fully strength he is. If Blake's close to 100%, obviously Cavaliers would be the pick. But not knowing that and just looking at how, they, how they, two teams come into this one, I'm going to pick the Foxes at home, then, but a surprise. And then Pirachlin and Shaler, no disrespect intended, but I think it's going to be a very short, quick, but productive night for Cole Spencer and the boys. Rams will mercy rule and win big to keep rolling. Saturday night, Moon hosts Pierce Township. Last year, they met twice the Tigers, Town was Pierce Township's lone blemish, blemish in the regular season, but the Indians got them back in the quarterfinals with a big thumping. They score off again, and, and you know, Moon, how do you bounce back after it had to be a frustrating loss to Safi last week? Peters, you're 3-0. You grow behind defense and special teams. I just think the Indians who are playing complete football, they're not lining up the scoreboard, but they're protecting the ball. They're moving in. They're being efficient. They're still being efficient on offense. It needs to be accounted for. They're veterans. I just think Peters, behind what they're doing on defense and the type of plays they're making, will be enough to get past a Moon team that's got a very good defense and has guys that can move the ball in Jeremiah Dean, Tyler McGowan, Dawson Snyder. But I like Peters on the road to win this one and to pull away late. And then and then a rare occasion, we have some Sunday night Whippeal football, Gateway, Penn Trafford, and Ante Marino Stadium, Stadium, the Victory Bell. 
And boy, what a big game this is. Gateway's back after being dormant the last two weeks because of COVID. That's why this game's on Sunday as well. Penn Traff- so they're 2-0. and Penn Trafford's 3-1. Both have spotless Big East records. And it's a rivalry. First place is on the line. And this does have implications for potential one seed as well. As the Warriors, I mean, other than the Pierce Township game, which came down to the end despite all the turnovers Penn Trafford committed, they've been dominant in every phase of the game. Ethan Carr, I mean, I mean, he has, I mean, he is, you know, I want to say about 850 total yards and 12 touchdowns. Kane Yakamel has really been strong the last couple of weeks. Bradford's a big play guy. You got Chase Vecchio, the Fry Brothers, and Ian Demery's emerged, along with the usual cast of strong, tough warrior linemen. Gateway, on the other hand, you got the big recruits. Obviously, arguably the best player in one of the well, one of the best one of the top couple players in this year's PA class, as well as the country. Derek Davis, he's had you know in his two games, two seventy-eight yards, five touchdowns on the ground, no biggie, right? Seen uh, Carson Anglico, the junior, I believe, quarterbacking them. He's done a great job stepping in, five twelve yards, nineteen to the air. You then you got you got two A stars as Shamar Price, Patrick Body is his top receivers, and Keys and that defense up behind Davis as well. You got the lineman, you got Shane Thrift, Jaden Hurts, a rising player. So these teams in so many ways evenly matched. And just taking a look back. And how this is how things have gone. And so we just so earlier Thursday night we put out our Week Five Big Hit article. Check it out for some fun facts. This is one of the games we previewed, and just kind of looking at things I thought was interesting. Since 1990, Penn Trafford won the first six meetings that went from that 90 to 2001. Gateway then took eight of the next ten, with the exceptions being Penn Trafford winning in 2011 and 2013. After a two-year hiatus, they resumed the series in 2016, and they both, with realignment, were in Class 5A in this in, in this Big East Conference. 2016, Gateway won. 2017, Penn Trafford won in the regular season, but then Gateway got them back in the championship at Heinz Field, and that was Derek Davis's coming out party as a freshman, by the way. 2018, Gateway won in the regular season. And then 2019, last year, Penn Trafford won early in the regular season. Of course, Gateway, though, Turned it around to win a second Whitfield title in three years. And it was the second time in two years that Penn Trafford was knocked out by Pierce Township in the playoffs. So a little bit of fun facts in the series there. So this is going to be a fun game. I think Gary's going to have enough time to get back on rhythm. I think though they won't miss a beat. I expect a high-scoring game. What's not to like? You're going to have a lot of big plays. Sunday night, it has everything to it. But I'm going to take the Gators to eke out a close one at home. I just think they're slightly the better team. I think, you know, kind of knowing how I was playing, having a little bit extra time to focus on this game is going to help. So I got to go gateway. But, again, this could be a potential semifinal championship preview. And the fact is on Sunday night, again, exciting. Big for the Whippy or big for this rivalry. Can't ask for much more, especially midseason. Class 4A, everything's tomorrow night. The Parkway, you have Aliquippa for Shore Valley, Blackhawk and Montour, Newcastle and Beaver. Newcastle Beaver, it's an elimination game. You feel bad for Beaver because injuries have hurt them again, two years in a row. New Newcastle, they're 0 and 4. They've had, they, I mean, they had a tough, they they had one of the toughest first three weeks of anybody in the Whitfield schedule-wise. But then last week they just got shellacked by Montour. How does this Hurricane team respond? 
The only bright side is that they have Beaver this week. And I don't know the order, but it's Blackhawk and Char Valley down the stretch. So opportunities there for them to turn the corner and try to get third place to have a chance at a wild card. And it has to start tomorrow at home. And I do think Newcastle behind Mike Wills will find a way to win the game. And it just isn't desperation. I think we'll break through too. Blackhawk and Montour. This is a big game. I mean, it was one of those games you circled in the summertime anyways, but it's big. How's Blackhawk bounce back after their first loss to Shar Valley on tour? Ever since, you know, they've won three straight, and they've and that defense is real. They, they, they contain Newcastle on Mike Wells. They have they contained Shrub the week before. I'm going to go Montour on the road. I think the Spartans are clicking at the right time. Kanek Kalasic the best offensive player in this matchup. And that defense, Kalasic, Jaden Hill, and crew, Cameron McLaurin making plays, banded together, and I think this team's something special going on. I think Montour was on the road and wins. It makes another statement. And then Aliquippa and Shar Valley. Who would have thought we'd be saying Aliquippa, Shar Valley at the pit for the right to be five and zero and be in control of the Parkway Conference? Who would have thought? But that's where we're at. It's an exciting thing for Shar Valley. Try this is going to be the game for the best starts of 2009. And it's crazy because the last since realignment in 2016, the Colts have gone just 10 and 30. While for Alquipa, this is another one of our games we talk about in our Big Hits article. But for the Quips, this they're trying this to make this their 10th time in 11 years starting 5 and 0. As of course, since 2016, they have 51 wins. Whippy will win state titles in 2018. And, of course, they're trying to make their 13th straight to, to the championship game as well this November to kind of compare where these two programs have gone. It's also the first meeting since 1989 between these two. As, of course, the Quips, don't mean to discredit them, but, I mean, you already know it's up. I mean, you're talking one of the deep teams in the Whippeal like they are every year. Vaughn Moore slinging it around, making plays. Vernon Red, who's been a force on the ground. Sire Clark and Tony Anderson, two reliable targets. And then a defense that's just loaded with guys. Carl McBride, Paris Bungers, and Stunts leading the way. You don't mean a short change. That was a better word than discredit. But the quips are the quips. It's what it's the standard. They're legit. I mean, they're what they're, they are what they are. They're a power. Shar Valley, you love the dream run. And, and they thump Blackhawk. They're coming to this game, house money, despite being 4-0. For them, what's there to lose? Sometimes, and that's a perfect scenario coming into a matchup like this. Anthony Mackey's been great as a dual threat quarterback. You've had guys like Anthony Calaro, Jordan Demas, A.B. Ibrahim step up and be big playmakers. I think Sacrity's Bolas, a guy who punts, can kick, who he was a quarterback in his younger years, who's a receiver. I think he's a guy that they got to find a way to get the ball to tomorrow or implement his, his skill set to try to shake things up, have some trick plays. But I'm gonna go out, but so I think this, I do think this is gonna be a good game. I do think Shar Valley is gonna give Aliquippa a fight and hang around. But I decided I think the Quips are the better team. They're used to the moment and they're taking it as a challenge. And I just think Aliquippa is gonna find a way to do what they do and win this game and still win up by double digits. But it's gonna be a good game. You then have the Big Eight Conference: McKeesport versus West Mifflin, Belvern versus Ringgold. TJ takes on Laurel Highlands. And then non-conference clashes, Uniontown versus Howard Gallatin, and neighborhood rivalry, and then Trinity versus Wash High. So let's talk about them. 
I'm going to say our guys that are in Union Town since the Colonials have become independent. They've been able to win games, and they seem like they have some guys who are stepping up to be playmakers. Union Town, the same can't be said. Going to go Albert Gallatin. McKees for West Mifflin. Interesting matchup. One of the games you're excited to see with McKees for moving to 4A. The Tigers have just been playing better football, more consistent. I think they won this one comfortably. Belver and Ringgold. Ringgold's rebuilding. Belver is not. Devin Woodlock's the best player on the field. Leopards by a mercy rule. TJ Laurel Highlands. A fun narrative is Ronnie Gallagher. Ronnie Gallagher. Gallagher, excuse me. Takes on the Jaguars. But it's a team game. And Laurel Highlands and struggling against Belvern's defense. TJ Stevens is just as good, if not better. I think Jaguars will win a mercy rule. And then Trinity and Washington. This is an this is an old neighborhood rivalry that because because the schools aren't the same size. It, it you know it hasn't really been played a whole lot. First time since I believe 1999 these two square off. The excitement's been buzzing ever since the season started. I'm gonna go the Hillers. I think they're coming off a big win over West Mifflin. They're hosting this game. You know they're hyped because Wash High, despite being smaller, who cares? They're they're one of the more successful programs in the Whippeal. One of five to have over 700 wins. So I think that's just a lot of it there. I think the chip's there. I think Trinity is coming off a big one. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be able to find a way to win this game. And again, it's, it's exciting for these communities, and that's what matters. So hopefully, it's a good game. Then the Greater Allegheny, Hampton versus Plum, Highlands versus Indiana, Greensburg Salem takes on Armstrong, and Knock versus Mars. Knock Mars a neighborhood rivalry. Knock's winless. Mars is three and one. Teddy Ruffner is by far the best player. Mars coming off. I think it's best offensive performance in a, in a couple years, to be honest. This is a collective unit last week. Knox is banged up and is not struggling. I like Mars big on the road. Greensburg, Salem, and Armstrong. The Golden Lions, I think, have been disappointing the last two weeks. The Riverhawks, they, they, they're keeping you watching. I think the sophomore, Ken Olsen, has a big night. And the Riverhawks go on the road and win this one. Highlands in Indiana, interesting matchup. Highlands... They might be one and three, but they've been in every game, and they could easily have three or four wins. Indiana's one, two straight. They're playing good football. Ground a pound, Devin Flint, Zach Harrington making plays. I'm going to go with Indiana in a road upset because they're playing better. They're winning games, and they're grounded pound. Highlands on paper should win this matchup. The fact that they've just been losing close games and they've been struggling, momentum, is it in India's favor? And you look at Highlands' losses, yeah, they've lost in good teams. Or teams that are, I mean, Plum and Mars, yes. Hampton's been hot. But I just think, you know, winning games matters, obviously. And I just think, in fact, India has done that. They come in with momentum. They come in with house money. I like that on the road. And then Hampton and Plum, talk about a surprise game. The Talbots are 3-1. and one. Playing phenomenal football, their ground and pound and their defense. Plum's undefeated, trying to get to five and zero, and really just have control of this conference. Hampton's home, the hype is there. They're the underdogs. What's there to lose? I'm gonna say this though: if it if it wasn't a team, if it wasn't Plum, I would be all on Hampton tomorrow night. But I think this Mustang team is just too deep, too experienced, and I just think they're the better team in every phase. I think they're going to go there and kind of just kind of shut the party down and win this one by two scores. But don't be surprised if the Talbots sneak up and cause an upset.
So we go to class 3A, as everything's on Friday night, as in the Northwest Conference, Central Valley versus Keystone Oaks, Averworth versus Ambridge, and Hopewell takes on Quaker Valley. Averworth, big winners, should Mercer rule the Bridgers to bounce back. And I think for the offense, it's going to be good for them to have a breakout game because it's kind of been, you know, they need, they be, they need some big numbers. Look at the big picture, trying to get it back to the championship. Hopewell over Quaker Valley. I think the Vikings coming off a win. And I really liked what I saw their coach quote after their win last week about how every week's a playoff game. It's a must-win situation. It's a challenge that the kids try to win their last four and make the playoffs. They got the checked one off. This, is, this should be number two. They need it to be number two, and I think it will be behind Jamal Jeter, Micah Kimbrough, and what seems to be a calm and very motivated Viking team. Central Valley, Keystone Oaks, this is for first place, and it's become a, big, a much bigger game. The hype is there. We talk about it in our Big Hits article. Logan Shrub became you know, a member of the Whippy Eagles career, 5,000 passing, 2,000 rushing yard club. He's been a phenomenal four-year starter. He has helped the people kind of overlook at Mark Hunchin, Owen Minford, Tyler Perry, and such. But Central Valley, Central Valley, this team's loaded. We knew they coming into the year. They're hungry after what happened in Hershey last season. But Amir Dudley, arguably the best quarterback in the Whippy Eagle, more than enough talent around him. I think at home, the Warriors have too much, and they'll find a way to win this game. But I do think they pulled away, and the final score won't indicate that how close this game ends up being. In the interstate, Elizabeth Ford versus South Allegheny, York versus Southmoreland, Brownsville takes on Mount Pleasant. So we'll walk away up. Vikings should go on the road and roll. As this team's a good football team, they're proving the doubters wrong. We were in that group coming into the season. Hats off to the senior class who's picked up where they left off last year. And in the next couple weeks, we're going to have some big games in this conference. York versus Southmoreland, the Cougars should feel bad for. I mean, they, they can't catch a break with injuries these last couple of years. Jamal Mornbell, he's a talented football player who's, had, who's back moved into the quarterback role because of the injuries. C.J. Oldier is one of the better receivers in the Whippeal and arguably the best one that doesn't get talked about. South Marlin, you know, you're behind Zach Snudo and a younger team. You know, if you have Tristan Oldier, you, you you, you, I would go Yawk here, but he's out. The team's banged up elsewhere. And also they're struggling. You feel bad for him. The Scotties, they show something against Gary, and I think the momentum, and it's all the other things going to play. Cernudo isn't going to let them lose. They're going to win the game by two, at least two scores. And not only knock Yawk out of contention, but get themselves right into the mix going in the last two weeks. Elizabeth Ford versus South Allegheny. Coming into the season, you had a Marcus a big game. And the way things have played out to this point, it's a big game. EF tries to stay undefeated. South Bay's turned things around after a frustrating start. I do think Antonio Reps is the best overall player on the field, but EF definitely is the deeper and better team and the more experienced team, and, they've, and they're playing better. That way I go Warriors behind the strong defense of my Chase Wadden and Evan Lewis on that offense. I think they win this game, and again, they end up winning my two-plus scores. They pull away late. The non-conference game, North Catholic takes on South Park. Eagles, they lose the name to an ACL. You, feel, you know, hope, hope for a speedy recovery for him, but you feel bad for the team. North Calig's rolling, and I think they continue, continue to do so tomorrow. And then in the Allegheny, East Day Freeport postponed because of COVID. East Day, a team that got banged up. I think it's a good thing for them to kind of have an extra week to kind of rest and regroup. Freeport, 
they were playing good football before it happened. You hope they can pick up their form coming back next week. And again, they have the Valley game, they have this game. It'll be interesting to see how that gets how the, what the decision and how it works out. Valley takes on Dairy, and I would have not have guessed at all. I'm gonna I would I would have made this pick, but I'm gonna go Valley because they're coming off a big blowout win over Deer Lakes. Dairy is, you know, this is a bit of a rebuilding year. They've struggled. I think Valley and him with that type of hype is gonna win a low scoring ugly game. And then Burrow and Deer Lakes, the Lancers are young. I think it's gonna pay off in two in the next two, three years. This is Burrow's moment to get back into it. Alex Arledge, I think, has a huge senior has a huge night to really uplift his senior year. I think some of those young guys are gonna have to have their breakout games. I like Burrow big in this one. Class two A, Summit Academy, of course, camp for their season. This week it has Steel Valley have a bye. So on Friday in the um I believe it's the Allegheny Conference, they call it. Um, Sarah Catholic for Zingenier Valley, Apollo Ridge for Shadyside. I like the Vikings to come back and just roll this one. I think they're the better team than the deeper team. And having last week to have to study more Shadyside, I think it's going to pay off. Sarah Catholic, Zingenier Valley. Sarah's averaging about 54 points a game. We were high on them coming into the season, but that's not going to change. Zingenier Valley, I mean, how they came back to beat Still Valley last week. Trying to make it three straight wins. I mean, again, if the Rams are going to make a push, this is the this is the game that they need. I just think Sarah Cat's by far the better team, underrated still, and I think they're going to I think they're going to win this game and, and make a statement for them. Of course, two A, the top two from each conference make it in, so pressure is on. In the Three Rivers, Redwood versus Western Beaver, Sinosau versus Stowe Rocks. I like Star Rocks. They go on the road and win this one comfortably. They're the better team. They're more electric on offense. Rowan and Western Beaver. This one's going to be a good game. Aiden Orzeski saw last week. May have been in preparation for this week. So he should be. I expect him to be fully ready to go. I think he's the best player on the field. They got some young guys that stepped up as well. So, again, Rowan under the radar. But this is a good football program. Western Beaver's had a really good season, and they're dangerous. This one's a toss-up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Brown at home. I think they're they're the more solid program. They got talented players. And I just think Western Beaver relies a little bit too much on the big players having that sound attack. They've done a lot of good things, but in a crazy three rivers conference and a huge game, I'm going Brownwood. In the Midwestern, New Bryan takes on Laurel in a knockout game. I think the I think the Lions bounce back. They come out hungry at home. Nine Green I think has his breakout game of the senior year. They win. Riverside versus Shannock, a knockout game here as well. Riverside, normally good. This year has been a bit of a struggle. Shannock behind Cameron Owens and Kurt Summerfield has been a heck of a one-two punch. The defense is a real thing. I like the Lancers to go on the road and keep on winning. Mohawk versus Beer Falls. Tigers get to 5-0. It's a matter of how many yards Josh Howe and Shalik Livingston get, as well as how many touchdowns. And then on Saturday night, Freedom will host Owen City. You hope the Wolverines score for their sake. I like Freedom in a big win. Colbeck, Riker, Wellen. Let's look at the numbers. And then in the Century Conference, Waynesburg takes on McGuffey. I like the Highlanders, the Mercy Rule on the road. Shore Houston versus Frazier. I'm going to go a healthy Colonel's team out to outlast Jimmy Sandler. Sadler, what's going to be a knockout game? 
Bessel and Charlotte are two teams that are out of it. Both teams have struggled. I think Colby Coons, the veteran quarterback, and the Bulldogs at home get this win. And then a pair of non-conference games featuring a few Rivers teams. Carlington takes on Carrick. I like the Cougars to win. Southside Beaver takes on AC Valley. Southside should have a nice, merciful victory. And then Class 1A, Friday's agenda in the Big 7. Cornell taking on Burgettstown. A desperation game for both these teams who were contenders coming into the year. But have both struggled in recent weeks. The loser of this game is not going to be able to make the playoffs. The winner is going to cling on to hope. I'm going to, I'm going to go at Cornell. I say Burgettstown, I mean, they're, they're a run-heavy team. Shane Kepper's a good player. One of the better guys that doesn't get talked about on the Whitfield. But I just don't think they have a team around them, around him, or like they've had the last couple of years. They're on the road. Cornell, they got some playmakers. They got some game busters. Heartbreaking loss last week. But I trust that Cornell's going to shake that, come into this one with new energy, and find a way to win. Fort Cherry takes on Rochester. The Rams are rolling, and they should do so tomorrow. Northgate versus Shenango. The Wildcats have been high-flying. you got Tino Kim pulling back at quarterback now. Cerise Watkins is going to focus on carrying the ball. I like that to have no trouble tomorrow. And we all hope we can have a Shenango-Rochester clash for, for the conference title. And then Olsh taking on Union, the Chargers. How do you bounce back after just getting thrumped in a big game last week when they lost 47-21 to the Rams last week? Union on the other side is coming in after a thrilling overtime win against Cornell to keep themselves in the playoff mix. So if there's ever a time for Union to sneak up and win this one, it is tomorrow. But I like the Chargers to bounce back at home. I think there's a better team, and Jay Pearson's the best player on the field. In the Tri-County South, Kyle takes on Jeff Morgan. Kyle's undefeated. They thumped Avella. Jeff Morgan, two straight wins, putting up the points. They had the firepower this year. Fast thing, Cal, that has the better defense in this matchup. That'll be the difference for them. Vanessa versus Carmichael's. It's been a struggle in year number one under Shane Swope. I do like what he's doing. I do think the Greyhounds will be back towards the top within another year or two. His son, Shane Swope Jr., is a freshman quarterback. He's he's a guy to watch, keep an eye on the next couple years for sure. But it's going to have to wait. Carmichael's the better team, the deeper team. Trenton Carter, Bailey Jones, and crew. I like them to roll big on the road. Mapleton versus Vela. It's a, it's a rivalry. These two normally compete to avoid last. Maple's coming off one of them. Nesson, Avella, how do you bounce back after it had to be a deflating loss last week? I'm going to trust that this Avella team is good and legit, and they're going to bounce back and beat the Maples in a season that they should beat them. But Landon Stevenson, game breaker. Watch out for him going off tomorrow. And then Benworth taking on West Green. This game is more interesting than, than, you, than I would have said so a month ago. West Green. They need to regain their footing if they're going to get back into the playoff mix because they're out of the conference race. Ben was trying, hanging on to playoff hopes. The loser, of this, the loser of this game is going to have a tough climb for a playoff bid, which would have to be a wild card. But I think West Green's still a better team. Corey Wise might be the best player on the field. But don't be surprised, though, if Trent Cavana and Owen Patrizic have Benworth in the game, in the fourth quarter. I do like West Green to pull away for a win. And the Eastern Conference, Claritin's back in action, taking on Monty Christian. The Bears are hungry. They're Claritin. Monty just isn't what it was a couple years ago. I think they roll with the mercy rule. Claritin does. Riverview taking on GCC. 
the Centurions are looking into this matchup, but Riverview's a team to bounce back on. I think GCC does that. Saturday night, Kahneman hosts Leechburg uh, and Kahneman. They've won games. They've been pesky. Leechburg's higher powered. But, I, but I'm going to say, even though the stats and papers suggest Dylan Cook and the Blue Devils should win this game, I'm going with the home team, and I think the Crusaders find a way to win another funky type of game. But then the big game in 1A, Friday night, 7 o'clock, is the 4-0 Springdale Dynamos versus the 3-1 Jeanette Jayhawks. Springdale's home, first place on the line in the Eastern Conference. And it's just crazy because you look at the numbers. Last year they met as, as undefeateds. Jeanette won 43 nothing. Jeanette won the year before 58 nothing. Since 1980, they met 13 times. The Jayhawks have won all 13. You know, sit, uh, let me look here. Because this is another game we talked about, her big hits. Sit, from 2016 to 2019, Jeanette won 47-6 with the 2017 Whitfield and State 1A Championship. In that same span, Springdale, just 19-24, no playoff trips. So everything says Jeanette's going to win this game and probably make it into a blowout just because of what they tend to do in this rivalry. But let's send out the Springdale team that I like. Dimitri French is a good is a good athlete. Stars on the basketball team. He's been a dynamic football player doing a little bit of everything this year. And kind of in the last couple of years. Lenjanovsk is a junior who when he's at when he was set lineup, he's I mean he can throw the ball and gives them that dynamic for what's intended to be a run heavy offense. Logan Dexter leads them in rushing and receiving. Calvin Kindler is another steady back. And then John Udis is shown to be a big playing guy. So I think if there's ever the time for the Dynamos to make a serious title push and get Jeanette, it would be it would be tomorrow. Because a lot of hype and a lot of buzz and the confidence is there. But I do think Jeanette's the better team. And I do think they're gonna win this game. But I but I will say this. I think Jeanette wins. I think they went with double digits, but I think it's competitive until the last five or six minutes. Because the freshman, Brad Birch, he's going to be something special. His brother, Brett's a good player two ways. Toby Klein's broken out. James Sanders, we know how good he is in the Jayhawk defense. Plus, Roberto Smith. I just think they have too much talent not to win this game. I think Jenna finds a way to win. But again, give Spring no credit. They are for real. It's exciting to see, you know, what's going to happen. And then in the city, the one, you, we talked about and then Westinghouse wins Thursday night over Perry 36 nothing. Carrick takes on Carlington. University prep is not play. And then Friday night at Couples, Brashear hosts Alderdice in a huge game. The Bulls needing to bounce back. If they've had trouble scoring the ball in the last couple of years, does that change? Alderdice, you know, are they able to get it going? And these city games, with the exception of Westinghouse's big win Thursday night, have been literally 8-0 to zero games that have been low-scoring, fun, but low-scoring ones. I do think we will see a low-scoring game tomorrow, but I like the Bulls to pull out. I'm going to say an 11-6 victory. You know, actually, I'll say 10-6. to six. They get a touchdown and two to safety. And that's that. So I hope you guys enjoyed our Week 5 Whitfield and City League football preview. As, of course, wherever you're going to be, however your plans are, enjoy the football action tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. As this begins the home stretch, check out our Week 5 Big Hits article that kind of previews the top games. Check out our website and our, all our social media for more. Follow along as our Week 5 recap 
Uh, content will be up either by Monday night or Tuesday morning of next week. And it's going to be fun, guys. This week and two more of the stretch run of the regular season to see how these playoffs look come November. So it's October. It's whipping football playoff time. It's the heart of the season. Here we are. So, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next week.